We are back with episode four of Comic Quest. I am Q and I am joined by my friend Aaron from Future Retrospect. And today we are going to talk about episode one of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But first, Aaron, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Uh, excited to hear your thoughts on the new episode because I know we had a lot of thoughts and discussion beforehand in terms of what we thought the show might be about. So just interested to see what uh, you got out of it in terms of what we guessed and what maybe you were surprised surprised by uh, in terms of what came out of the episode. Absolutely. I'm super excited to talk about this. I took about two pages of notes as I was watching <laughs> it and I was analyzing it, but also kind of trying to sit there and enjoy it because this was a right. very, very MCU feel for a show. And I wanted to uh, both enjoy it, but also watch it critically. So I think yeah. this is going to be a fun episode to talk about. Um, to start things off, why don't you give me a number between one and 10 of how you would rate the first episode and then briefly explain uh, why you give it that rating. And then we'll delve into some more details. Sure. Yeah, just off the cuff rating without thinking about it too hard. I actually would say at least a nine. Uh, I really enjoyed this episode. And I know we'll go in more detail. I would say it started off very MCU uh, in terms of the action. So I was like, okay, this is what we're doing here, which again, it was I was fine with because high quality and all that, but was really uh, not surprised, but uh, was very uh, happy that they are not afraid to delve into the uh, emotional uh, trauma side of things for these characters, especially on the Bucky side in terms of like, he's been through a lot and uh, kind of the context of his character being very old and being not fitting in. So like really literally getting to see him talk through that. I was like, okay, this is really cool uh, that we're getting this backstory. So really enjoyed that. And the uh, stuff with uh, Sam's family and, and stuff like that. I, I was happy to see that we're getting just more backstory. I'm I'm never uh, opposed to that. And some people might find some of those details boring, but I'm like, yep, nope, give me more because it makes me care about these characters. So Absolutely. Uh, I very much enjoyed the the start of this episode uh, and excited to see if it continues that way. But uh, yeah, very happy with the, the direction that uh, Disney has decided to go with it. So yeah, what did what did you think rating and and thoughts? I'm going to go a little bit lower than you. I'm not going to say a nine. I'm going to give it an eight. For me, the only reason it's not a nine was that opening sequence. I really wasn't a huge fan of that opening sequence. What did you like? That was very, it seemed very contrived. What did you think of that? Yeah, I'd agree with you. Like, I, I thought it was like, it was well done. It was, it was pretty like, you know, standard action, but there's certainly a few parts where I was just like, all right, well, that's, there's like literally no reason for this scene other than maybe just being like, this is what he's doing. Like, this is what, uh, you know, Falcon does right now. So outside of that, it didn't really serve a purpose. If, uh, if that, maybe that's what, like, what was your issue with the scene, I guess. What I imagined for it was I was imagining the writer's room where the writers were all getting together and talking about specifically the action coordinator and uh, some of the writers just talking about, okay, well, how can we introduce Falcon? We need to showcase his powers, his powers. We need to showcase what he's able to do. Okay, so he, he flies. We need to have a scene where we can really show off his ability to fly. And we need to like say something about him as a character. And then things just got crazy from there. So I think 
from like what I would imagine here is that they probably imagined that last bit where Falcon flies through the helicopter and rescues the dude. They might have had that idea first as like, okay, that would be a really cool scene to have him fly through a helicopter, pull a guy out, and then the missiles come behind him and blow the helicopter off. Really cool scene. And then I think they worked backwards from there because that's the only thing to me that explains that whole nonsense of a scene. Because why, number one, why yeah. were uh, Bad Truck Leapers henchmen just expert paragliders? Is that just something that people are? That, that seemed weird. <laughs> that seemed weird to me. And then, why were there so many helicopters? And yeah, it was just seemed very contrived. But it, like you said, yeah. it was a good action scene. Yeah, I agree with that. I actually had the thought too of when uh, he flew through the helicopter and grabbed him. That I was like, first of all, that probably would have killed the dude. Uh, second of all, I had this thought like after he did that and he was like bringing him down that like he lands and the dude's just dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you saved him and he's just like like you know it's like every time it's like every time superman saves somebody it's like okay wait a minute the force of superman hitting somebody at that speed (laughs) exactly i I had that thought and i kind of was laughing to myself like i know they aren't going to do that like oh he's dead because on impact but i just had a thought just because again it was a bit of a ridiculous scene and i think they just wanted each character to have their own like intro to the show and that was falcons but i agree i was kind of just like all right, hopefully it picks up from here because this is like, yeah, contrived to your to your point. So wasn't, I was, wasn't I was, a huge wasn't a huge fan of that scene. So I was super worried after that. Like as that scene progressively got more and more ridiculous, I was like, oh no, is the whole show going to be like this? But after that moment, I didn't have any impressions like that. So yeah, my score eight out of ten for sure would have been a nine out of ten without that scene. What did you think of Bucky's introduction? I really liked his um, in terms of, are you talking about in terms of his intro with the, I guess, flashback scene of the um, yeah. nightmare? Yep. Yeah. The nightmare really liked his intro just in terms of, I think in my note, I literally just said Bucky's entrance was badass. basically is what I said. It was just really cool. Obviously like he's not uh, doing superhero things in that scene uh, in terms of just like straight up murdering dudes, which I was like, all right, okay. They're not afraid to do that in these shows. So I guess yeah. that's kind of cool in terms of knowing that they're not afraid to, you know. Yeah, they're soldiers. People. Yeah. Yeah. Granted, Falcon was murdering dudes too, I guess, technically. <laughs> but uh, no, I really liked his intro and I wasn't sure what the uh, transition was going to be. So, you know, kind of him waking up from the nightmare kind of set up like, okay, so he's dealing with some stuff <laughs> in terms of his his trauma. So uh, didn't obviously go into a lot of detail there, but long story short, liked his intro a lot better than uh, the Falcons. And it was it was much, it was more uh, tightly pack, packaged box, I would say. It was just like, here's a couple minutes scene, we're done, as opposed to whatever the 15 minutes scene was yeah. we got. So it's kind of interesting how why they decided to do that but uh, yeah what did you think of of bucky's intro of, of, of the nightmare that's cool so bucky went so I, they went right from correct me if i'm wrong so they had that flashback scene when he was in winter soldier and then did it go directly from there to his therapy session was that how that worked out i think so yeah mm-hmm. so that that first opening scene seeing bucky seeing him at his like well seeing winter soldier at like his full capabilities was really cool because it's cool to see that okay Bucky has all of this terrible all these terrible memories but he also has these powers now like his powers are 
in like inherently connected to these terrible memories so it's going to be really interesting to see him reconcile what the future looks like for him what being a hero looks like for him because i can't imagine that like when he was saving the world with infinity war and Endgame, um i like okay that makes sense to use his powers but when you're a everyday hero like doing missions every day or every week like trying to justify you using those powers that were given to him through all this trauma i can't imagine that's going to be like an easy thing to get through yeah absolutely and i think the scene with with the psychiatrist was really well done. Um, probably one of my favorite scenes, and, and I guess I, maybe I just for whatever reason I always call out those type of scenes in in these episodes. But I really liked it in terms of the the content itself, but the actual way that it was shot too. I loved that all the shots were like these really close up like shot, like very claustrophobic, very like intimate, and very like making you feel probably making a lot of people very uncomfortable without really knowing why they feel uncomfortable um, unless maybe you know you pay attention to those sort of things uh, as, when, when somebody's watching it but just really like the way again how they switch between the two and it was literally just you saw the face you saw the reactions and uh, again I think and I don't know if this is intentional but it's it's somebody made a comment on something I was reading about how it seems to be a, a reflection of maybe uh, a soldier coming well maybe this is the case for both of them but a soldier coming back from war and kind of trying to reintroduce themselves into society and how typically that's a very unsuccessful uh thing we haven't really figured out a good way to do that as a society yet so i'm very excited for how they're going to explore that mm -hmm. yeah ptsd that trauma that reintegration of veterans into everyday life like i think that's gonna speak quite a bit to a lot of people who have been through something similar and uh like anytime you have a story and characters like that just raising awareness for people who haven't been through something like that so that they uh, understand what veterans are going through and then uh, can work and advocate for getting veterans the help that they need like if that's what the show does and that's all that's amazing but in addition like being the show that's contemplating these interesting sort of semi-philosophical things involving the blip and then it's like an mcu show right so it's still superhero stuff like it has a lot on its plate and i'm excited and nervous i'm gonna be honest i'm a little bit nervous to see how it pans out uh because i'm not i'm not sure like being one episode in it's kind of hard to get a feel for everything where it's going um but what about plot wise like what do you the things that were introduced through the plot so far how do you feel about those details and where do you see the show going yeah i thought there was some interesting stuff so i know we briefly talked about it before but i forgot the name of the the group um that the flag smash the flag smashers yes so thought that was a really interesting thing to add to the uh this world or this universe in terms of their being a sect or a, a section of people who, you know, were obviously didn't didn't get blipped, lived through that, and now everyone is who's come back and having this feeling of like the world was way better when beforehand, and just like I, to me, I was like that probably would be something that would happen in the real world in terms of there being this you know society of people who, uh, you know, feel that way about the blip. So I was like, okay, this is a really interesting thing to, to explore. So excited to see where they go with that if it's going to be 
they're going to ex really explore the you know context behind that, or it's just going to be like a plot device to push forward something. But uh, that was probably the biggest thing I got out of out of that episode in terms of like really thinking about what's going on in the world right now in terms of like them being like, okay, there's a few billion people that were gone for five years and they're back. How does like the universe deal with that <laughs> or the, or, you know, how does like the society deal with that? So I'm, I, I'm, I'm glad that they're tackling that side of it outside of just the very specific stories of these two characters dealing with it. It's like, okay, the whole world's dealing with this. And like, there's confused people on both sides of the pre and post blip of like, I didn't ask to be blipped or like, you know, we didn't ask for you to come back kind of thing. So I'm I'd honestly, by it. Yeah. I'd honestly watch a show just based on like everyday people, like what it was like living through the blip. Absolutely. They could really milk it uh, in, a, in a good way in terms of like uh, building that. I, I thought the same thing. I was like, yeah, it would, it'd be interesting just to be like hearing about other people dealing with obviously the trauma of being away and trying to, you know, reintroduce themselves into society and things like that. Cause there's so many different situations you could see you know coming into play in terms of like people getting remarried or like they were in high school when it happened or you know all these different crazy things or like they were in a plane and then they filter their death and diet or something i don't know yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> all these crazy these For crazy sure. events of just like oh we're in a you know a football game and all these people disappeared out of nowhere because they were at a football game in the blue path i don't know again just these like crazy things you could just go down the list of thinking mm -hmm. so i'm like okay so Gosh, if yeah. they don't if they don't do like a digital shorts type thing, Ooh, like yeah. where it's just mini episodes that, you know how they have like the Marvel Legends stuff that Disney Plus is doing, yeah, it would be such a wasted opportunity if they didn't do like little like five minute episodes like every week. I don't know, like it seems like the cost to do that. I guess except for the writers like trying to figure up figure out stuff, but it just seems like I know I would watch it. I know you'd watch it. I, I would imagine a lot of people would watch that. Yeah, just do a little, you know, stories of the blip or something like that. Or yeah, I I think it's just a really cool concept uh, to me in terms of how how would we deal with that. So I'm glad that they're they're not afraid to you know talk about that. And you know, we're just getting with with these two heroes, we're getting a little more uh, specific stories. So i I'm, I'm excited for the direction to you I'm, i wouldn't say i'm nervous but i'm i'm like a little like are they actually gonna you know is it is it gonna be interesting in that way or if they're just really going to you know try to push a narrative forward with where they want to go so yeah what did you what was your your thoughts on the the overall plot or at least what they have attempted to set up so far i was so wrong <laughs> like last episode we talked a little bit about what i thought the flag smashers would be about and my assumption was that they would be like teaming up with Zemo to um, be against the world having like superpowered individuals. And then we see right away that they have superpowered individuals amongst their ranks. So clearly that's not where they're going. So uh, it looks like they are truly just going to be about the world was way better when everyone was gone and we were all united because we were all in the crap together and like not having nations was great because like everyone was on the same side like there's a lot to be sympathetic about there but my uh theories that it was going to be more about oh we really dislike superheroes for getting us into this mess that doesn't seem to be their motivation at all especially since they seem to have somebody who has at least some level of powers what do you think's going on with that 
Yeah, you're talking about the guy, the the masked guy. Yeah, the guy who like jumps off the building and then like doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't kill that guy even though he seems like he could. Yeah, yeah, he smashed his face in but didn't mm-hmm. die, and then sends sends a selfie. I thought that was funny. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> like oh. <laughs> check this out yeah i don't i don't really know what to think they didn't spend a lot of time with him which i think is good in terms of you know keeping the mystery alive with him uh i don't really know what you know because there's a couple different ways they could go with it in terms of like if he actually is part of the movement or if he's just using it as chaos to continue whatever it is he's trying to do i guess we don't know we don't don't know what his motivation is if it if it is legitimate to the cause of or not cause whatever the whatever the motivations might be of of people who are anti lipper turners um so I'm, I'm yeah i'm interested to see what what they do there i don't have a, like a specific theory or anything on that do, do you have a, a specific thought on what you think his it's motivation probably... was be because we didn't get a little look into his power other than he can throw people far yeah it's, <laughs> so it's probably I don't really know what it is it's probably some sort of super serum type thing like I don't know anything other than that. I would love if it's mutants, but I don't think it'll be that <laughs> at all. But, yeah, probably not, but that would be cool. Yeah. Um, Baron Zemo hasn't showed up. I was just hoping to see him in the first episode, but it'll be a later episode. So like, it's really interesting after one episode, we don't really have like all the leaks that came out didn't line up with anything. Right. So like, I really enjoy being in the dark here, uh, which shows that disney knows how to like keep their leaks hatched how to keep things from getting out yeah they've uh, done a good job absolutely so i'm really excited about that uh there was um well let's talk about this so bucky and the old man mm. i forgot his name already but like yori or something like that yeah man that hit hard that hit so uh, hard yeah they they i keep saying this they did a really good job with that i thought in terms of uh, you know, it could it could seem very contrived in terms of like, oh, it's the father. But the way they did it and revealed that, you're like, oh, wow, that, mm-hmm. that's crazy in terms of like if he intentionally sought Yori out and oops, my mic there, or if he, uh, you know, intentionally sought out Yori to befriend him because of that, or if he found out later. So I'm interested to see what they do there because, um, yeah, they could go a lot of different directions with it. So I'm excited to see if that's him trying to right his wrong there or if it, it again, was a something he found out later because... It's got to be. I mean, he's only yeah. been back from the States for a short period or back from Wakanda for a short period of time, right? So True. he must have... Well, who knows? We'll find out. But yeah, my my theory would be that as well, that he probably sought this person out. Yeah, and then to and make he goes, amends, and he goes to that girl. So he's, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a moment where she, I got uh, it, <laughs> where she said that she was she could read his mind, and I'm like, it's a mutant. Like, no, I know it's not a mutant, but I wish she was. You're, you're just really hoping that there's mutants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not gonna happen. I know it's not gonna happen, but I want it to happen. Yeah uh paul and darlene the boat and that whole situation with his sister that was interesting we talked a little bit about this before the show with like his financial situation and like why yeah it is confusing why doesn't why doesn't he have like a gofundme or something well i just don't like did he not have any money before like i just don't understand how any of it works did he not get like a stark stimmy or like a 
a stark stimmy (laughs) (laughs) you know he's an avenger it looks like stark's just dropping that you know yeah that's that stimulus package on them like hey you know i'll let you use my stuff i don't know he's got like probably a billion dollars worth of technology sitting on his back when he's flying around and yeah who owns that and you're supposed to believe that he's like well for one i don't buy the fact that he's like techie because he's sitting there in the middle of you know the middle of this market like fiddling with his little you know his little robot that helps him out and he's like oh when the when the government plays that he gets all glitchy so i have to do it myself i'm like nobody believes that you're like no. anywhere close to stark so i thought that was no way dumb. especially since red wing has like such advanced ai which by the way red wing the new baby grow uh baby grogu what do you think no not at all no i didn't think so either. i mean he's no <laughs> Not at all. At first, I was like, "What do you mean, baby?" I was like, "Oh, I see. No, baby Yoda. Yeah, yeah. No, I know what you you mean there, but I. It's an interesting storyline in the sense of where they could go with it, but I just don't buy that he has no money. Even though Tony Stark is dead, why not call up Pepper Potts? Like she knows. Like I would assume she inherited all of Tony's wealth, right? So yeah. she she would know oh yeah this is one of tony's avenger friends oh yeah i fought with him <laughs> up in upstate new york yeah okay here's a, here's a million dollars to like get you out of trouble here like it's he's got, it, he's got contacts yeah it's i don't like that part of the show maybe i'm gonna bring my review down to a 7.5 for the first episode <laughs> actually because that part i don't like that seems like another contrivance like i get the there's some cool thematic stuff going on there with you know the legacy of his family's boat compared to the legacy of the shield so there's interesting things there i just don't buy the setup for that yeah i was i would actually maybe say it might bump down my grade too thinking about it more too because even if you go down the line of okay he doesn't have money currently and he's applying for this loan and he has literal proof that he has government contracts which we can assume are very lucrative and you're supposed to tell me that the bank's like, I don't think you're good on being able to pay this off, even though you're like yeah. one of the most, one of the most five famous people in the world right now. Like, yeah, there's no way you can't sign an endorsement deal in two seconds and get get yourself a couple million dollars being like, whatever the mascot for something. It's like, yeah, start a GoFundMe. People will support yeah. their Avenger. My sister needs to save this boat. Or like, like I said, he could literally just get sponsored to be like, mm-hmm. I don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Which I, makes I'm gonna me... need. A, I'm gonna need a little more reason as to why he doesn't have money because they didn't give us a good reason. Yeah, other so than he was gone. There's the contrivance of that, and it makes me think that potentially with that scene at the bank, um, that's reflecting the reality of so many Black Americans not being able to get loans, and they were trying to work that in, which totally would be a good way to go for sure and i would love to i would love to see the repercussions of that with like a well-known figure still facing these discriminations that so many black americans face but like the setup for it it didn't feel it didn't feel believable yeah i i definitely agree with you on that i know we were talking again before the episode on if if they were gonna do anything around any of the potential racial racial side of things with uh, Sam potentially taking up the mantle of Captain America and how society would react to that or if the government would want that in terms of the racial side of things and we where I think we left off there was that there was hints of it but they never explicitly said anything racial other than like 
this one-off line about you know one one group getting weaker the other becomes stronger or maybe it was vice versa and then... which is a weird thing for a person to say who has um who's been through some of the things he's been through so right it's it's very strange and yeah i don't know if it's going to go like analyzing it just looking at it from um breaking down the scenes back to back where you have the scene of him getting the loan rejection and then the very next scene is we see the new captain america and literally the only thing we know about him is that he's a white guy with as the internet has uh claimed has a very punchable face <laughs> that's all we know about him like there's enough there to read into it mm -hmm. but are they ever going to make it explicit i don't know yeah that that is a great question because <laughs> i i saw the same stuff about about him basically being the the grandpa from up basically uh yes. look, look like him like i think it was very intentional like we all have we all know what captain america looked like uh in his suit and i think they very at least in my opinion i feel like they very intentionally picked someone that looks very different because because like the second you see him your mind is like something's wrong like off like other than just like having a punchable face you just like feel very uncomfortable and you're like yeah this isn't this isn't it dog kind yeah. of thing like this isn't steve rogers this yeah, isn't this, this isn't somebody who's gonna wear that suit yeah i think goof, goofy goober <laughs> goofy goober i think the costume design uh very much highlighted and even made that a bigger uh, effect than it was just with the casting choice for sure yeah and do you think uh do you think with I, I talked about this a little bit on my Instagram, but do you think the, with the assumption that Sam is ultimately going to take up the mantle of Captain America, do you think he's going to have, is it going to be really like him being able to choose if he wants to, or for you think it's going to have to be something where he has to kind of fight for the mantle or maybe maybe a combination of both, like he'll want to do it. Cause I'm interested to see, cause I think they're going to play into like what, what it's going to take to push him over the edge because he doesn't feel worthy of it or he doesn't think he you know deserves to take up the mantle but i think there's going to have to be something that pushes him over the edge to either be like what they're doing now isn't good and i need to and i can do it better or if it's going to be more of like something's going to lead him to to feel like he's uh worthy of it so what did you think there sure are you okay with some leak potential spoiler stuff yeah Definitely. Okay, so this isn't a 4chan thing or a Reddit like quote unquote leak from an insider, but there was um, a scene that was being filmed that somebody like caught some cell phone footage of of John Walker, uh, the new Captain America, like going to town on somebody like really, really like, like Homelander levels almost. So it might be interesting to see like more of john walker's background and his own like i'm guessing mental health is going to be a big uh theme this season so i think with sam and with bucky and now with the new uh captain america i think we're going to start to see some of his mental health issues as someone who has been a veteran and maybe how that's deteriorated his uh standards of morality a little bit and how he handle situations so it might they might go that way and maybe sam will be like okay i gotta step in here do, do you do you mean do you think in terms of like sam stepping in it's more of him seeing that as a tainting of the captain america symbol 
in terms I've, of like if if that is the way they go with with this new Captain America, if he is kind of a messed up dude, you know, Homelander being kind of the guy that like I'm like yeah, that's morality wise would be a pretty messed up direction to go. Because um, yeah, my immediate thought would be like the motivation for Sam would then be like okay, Steve Rogers was my friend, and I knew the type of guy, and this this isn't it, so I need to we need to stop this. Is that kind of what you're? That'd be my guess, but there's so many like things already going with like the plot with the flag smashers and we know Zemo's going to be brought in at some point and we saw the skyline of Madripoor. So we know they're going to go there. So it's like, who knows what in the plot might move him towards that. And there's like rumors that maybe there's going to be like this airborne virus type thing. That's part of the plot. Like, so it could be any number of things that eventually moves like, like a piece on on a chessboard moves Sam closer to getting the shield but I would have to imagine like with his friendship with Steve and having the same view of the shield as Steve or something at least similar even if at the start of the show he doesn't believe it's something that he should carry I think he could start to see himself as the person who needs to carry it throughout the show but I don't know how obviously like with one episode don't know how that would play out i just had this thought as you were speaking too of if if sam is ultimately destined to become captain america why do you think disney decided to do a show of falcon and winter soldier as opposed to just a singular focus show, maybe with just Sam taking on the mantle. Do you think there's a specific reason as to why? My guess would be they have like a whiteboard with all their movies and how one leads into (laughs) another, right? And they're like, oh, wait a minute. There's this section here in between where we could squeeze in some more content uh, to get more people to subscribe to Disney Plus. And I honestly, I think that's all it is. Like he got the shield at, at the end of Endgame. So we knew... Like if somebody who only watched Endgame and then watched the next movie that Sam shows up in, like it's gonna be like, oh yeah, of course he's Captain America. He got the shield, and that's right. like okay. There's this in between time that's like nothing ultimately is gonna like affect Sam not getting the shield here. But that's like take some time to analyze these characters, do some character development, and also make some money. Yeah, that could probably that's probably a big motivation for sure. I just find it interesting because so far, obviously one episode in, so this could change. Between the two characters, I think Bucky's um, side of the story is far more interesting in terms of what could come out of it. I agree. And I don't think, I, and I don't want to look at the show that way in terms of like, which, which storyline's more interesting. And obviously their storylines are going to combine at some point, but in terms of like the way they're going with the characters, I'm like, I just find Bucky's character way more interesting in terms of, who he is what he's dealing with uh in terms of being in this world he doesn't understand and things like that i'm just like yeah let's explore that like that's super interesting to me and it's not that sam's storyline isn't interesting it's just less interesting to me it's much uh, much less interesting to be honest like so perfectly honest like i it's bucky is a way more captivating character right now yeah so well i'm interested to see how that goes as more episodes come out because that was my first one of my first thoughts out of coming out of the episode was like i'm just really excited to see what happens with bucky because i just find his his character fascinating in terms of everything he's dealing with right now so for sure and i'm excited that they're not afraid to go down that line with the with the blip and everything so absolutely exciting 
Absolutely. Well, let's end it there. We'll have plenty more to talk about next week, I'm sure. So definitely we'll revisit probably some of these uh, touch points next week and then talk about all the new good stuff that's coming out in episode two. So Aaron, thank you very much for joining me. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Everybody go check out his YouTube channel, Future Retrospect on YouTube and follow him mm -hmm. at on Instagram at the same handle, I believe. Is that correct? Same handle. Yep. Absolutely. Future ret Retrospect, no spaces. Go follow him. Everybody, thank you for watching. Aaron, thank you for joining me. Keep it positively nerdy.